In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we sailed unto the sun Till we found the sea of green again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris and we are excited to be talking about that song and the movie that goes with it. So we're going to spend uh, the episode today talking about Yellow Submarine which celebrated its 50th anniversary on July 8th uh, in movie theaters and on Amazon Prime and uh, it's uh, another, another installment in our Put them in the movies series here. So uh, it's our first cartoon, right? That's right, our first cartoon. I'm not sure we'll ever get to around to the Beatles uh, U.S. Uh, series, but we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, just briefly, uh, it has a connection to it. You know, we've talked about Help. We've talked about Hard Day's Night. We discussed Magical Mystery Tour a little bit, but we haven't really gotten into this movie particularly. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned, it was just re-released, and I was fortunate to see it at the Tivoli Theater in Kansas City, uh, and it was a good time. I have to say it changed my perspective on the film, because they cleaned up a lot of it, and the sound was amazing. Uh, as usual, I was stuck next to a girl who could not, <laughs> could not stop singing the entire time off-key, uh, and with different lyrics than the Beatles wrote. But other than that, uh, it was a great time, and I really enjoyed seeing it in the theater, and that, that made a huge difference to me. So I know you saw it on uh, Amazon, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime subscription, you can watch it for uh, free as part of that uh, package. Um, and it looked great on Amazon Prime. Sound was good and everything. When was the last uh, time you'd seen the movie before you just did? Oh, jeez. I, I was trying to remember, and I just couldn't remember. Yeah. I mean, you catch a little bit of it here and there, uh, you know. Yeah, clips. And uh, or if you're walking through the Festive Beatles fans, it might be playing in a in a room that you're passing. Right. But uh, I haven't sat and watched the whole thing in, I really can't remember, maybe since I bought the vhs tapes oh wow <laughs> i got a vhs tape uh box set that had it in there so i'm, huh. I'm sure i watched it then but uh i would say it held up well and even improved yes. on the rewatch definitely and especially the only times i'd really seen it recently were always when i was teaching a class on the beatles and i'd have to watch it with the students and usually i was grading papers or doing other stuff while they were watching it and mm -hmm. i just thought it was kind of 
in the background, but uh, this was the first time in a long time I actually sat and watched it as a film, and I agree with you, I think it really held up uh, much better, and, and I, I don't know, it's, it, I saw a lot more this time, maybe because I'm usually not watching it very well, uh, but actually seeing it helped a lot, uh, and we'll, we'll get into all the different scenes and how the songs are used, and some of the lesser-known songs are particularly mm-hmm. well used in this uh, movie. Not just Yellow Submarine, obviously, but some of the George tunes in particular that we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. Uh, I, I uh, As far as how this uh, movie came about, uh, I'd refer everyone to uh, go to the Beatles uh, YouTube page, and they have a thing called the Beatles Yellow Sub Sandwich, mm-hmm. parts one and two, and it's the official podcast to accompany the 50th anniversary uh, release of the film. And uh, I've listened to both parts and, and excellent, excellent uh, uh, information in there. And you're and supposed talk- to listen to one before you watch it and then one after is that right yeah but just just, just listen, listen to it both. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a spoiler alert or anything i guess if you've never ever ever watched yellow submarine then maybe yeah maybe do it that way but uh the the biggest thing was you know this think about when this was for the beatles uh this is right as we're coming up on them going to Maharishi mm-hmm. and, and the White Album uh, sessions and everything. The last thing these guys wanted to do is go make another stupid movie. <laughs> Hard you Day's know? Night or something, yeah. So they come up with the idea, well, let's get the one of the guys that um, did the uh, Beatles uh, U.S. series, which was very popular in the U.S. It's not very good, though. <laughs> I, used to, I watched it. I remember it was on Saturday mornings when I was a kid, but... Yeah. And that's how you learned a couple of the songs that way. That was, but yeah, the the it wasn't yeah. very very good. But well, was, there, there's worse things to watch. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. Than stuff that has Beatles music in it. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, but uh, particularly George Dunning, who directs this film, was part of that project. The Beatles for uh, was on ABC, and they were like, "Let's get that guy, and we'll get some other animators." And we'll contact the Beatles and talk to them and get a sense of uh, and get a few songs from them. So they got a few songs from the Beatles, and then they went ahead and made this film uh, pretty much without any assistance from the Beatles. Definitely without the voices of the Beatles. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> uh, as everyone can tell who watches this, it's like, well, that's not really Paul's voice or... Ringo at times sounds very un-Ringo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't you say that you saw in that Yellow Submarine sandwich, wasn't, didn't they you'd have a clip of one of the original voice guys and, and he, oh, yeah. he, he was doing the voice? Yeah. Yeah. He actually did a pretty good uh, job of, of doing the voices and explaining why the voices were the way they were. Oh. That, that That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, I'd refer you to listen to all that for all that information and on the animation and all that kind of stuff. We won't go too much into that. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out. I think it worked out well because they, they need, they had to uh, sign a three picture deal. So they had to, yeah, had contract. to turn it another contractually obligated to do it, mm-hmm. and unlike Lou Reed, who uh, would uh, you know 
release that metal machine music just to give the middle <laughs> finger to his uh, to his uh, 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 recording studio. They they actually turn out a great product here. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so. it's very much of its time, uh, and as you said, the Beatles I think had kind of moved on from that spirit or from the from the psychedelic nature of it in their real life, but. Uh, it was very much of its time in early 68, late 67. And so the, the whole spirit of it, I think, is really very good and has a good message. Uh, it's not exactly a deep plot and lots of plot <laughs> twists, but it's easy to follow and uh, has a really positive message. And so if you had to uh, kind of just sum up the film, the plot of the movie, uh, very, very succinctly, how would you put it? Beatles uh, need to save Pepperland from the Blue Meanies. Yes. That's, the, that's your log line. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> With music. Yes. And the help of some weirdos, yeah. uh, which we'll get into. <laughs> and some what, weird what psychedelic journeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But really what the movie is, is cool, psychedelic, trippy visuals yes. around really cool Beatles songs, a few of which no one had ever heard before, before the, you know, before this came out. Some of their, some of their misses that didn't make a record, they, Mm -hmm. they dug up and And gave this project. And some of those are the most memorable scenes in the movie, the lesser known tunes. It's not, I mean, people don't, you maybe you remember uh, nowhere, man, we'll get into that because it's associated with somebody or, or Lucy in the Sky is just kind of there as a cool scene, but uh, some of the other new tunes are were particularly well done, I think. So uh, we'll get into all the different songs. And I wanted to ask, what do you think of the characterization of the four Beatles mm. in this film? Do you think they did a great job, or I, I think I think maybe it's a, a mixed bag as yeah. far as. Like, for instance, Ringo, I feel like they captured uh, Ringo's film persona and just copied that. Yes, they took, they looked at Hard Day's Night and Help, and as you described it, they made it him a sad sack Ringo again in, <laughs> yeah. in Yellow Submarine where he gets lost with from the other guys. He's kind of on his own. He's a little bumbling at times. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think they did. And then for George... George, I don't think he has the huge role in Yellow Submarine particularly, but he's got the spiritual Indian, uh, it's yeah. all in the mind, you know. When, you, when you first see him, you get that little uh, clang of love, you two. Right. right. And and uh, and then uh, I do remember him going, uh, let me peruse it and sticking his finger into something and getting shocked. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, <laughs> in the middle of the movie, but otherwise I don't remember too much. No. John, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's any character to John. It, it just yeah. is kind, no, kind he of do much. No, he doesn't do much at all. Uh, and then Paul, Paul, the first time you see Paul, <laughs> he, he comes in and he's very like, oh, very posh, dapper, dapper. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty funny, pretty funny the first time you see him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but uh, but, but other characters in the film are great. Yes, and more uh, memorable so, probably. More memorable. So yeah. let's start talking through uh, plot lines and what songs they play and that kind of stuff. Sure, uh, we'll go through here. Uh, so it starts 
pretty much from the top you get this great George Martin score. Mm-hmm. And and it's a very happy place. And a long time ago, we're, we're in Pepperland. <laughs> and Pepperland's just beautiful. And everybody's having a great time. And they have multiple Pepperland outdoor music playing yes. all the time yes. in Pepperland. Uh, not much, not much else. To that. <laughs> it's a lot of you know, music. You don't get too much of a sense of anything except there's music. Yes. Who doesn't like music? Uh blue, blue meanies. meanies. Yes, yes. Uh, and we get the blue meanies, and we get this villain. We get the main blue meanie. Ooh, or- little glovey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Is that the choice of the voice of the villain? Is so strange, but it works great. It's yeah. just like creepy. So like creepy. <laughs> <laughs> With that high pitched soft voice. And of course, the hand, the yes. finger pointing, p- finger p- pounding things mm-hmm. is uh, another big character. And then the rest of the meanings are just kind of all one clump. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the blue meanings are attacking, and they attack and they freeze. They're freezing. Uh, using uh, now, this is one of two spots in the film right off the top where something kind of unintentional uh, is fun to watch now, knowing what you know about the Beatles. And they take apples, and it's apple, and they're green apples, just like a certain record company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these green apples stop the music and hit things they're bonking people they're bonking people and they're causing all kinds of problems so (laughs) the parallel to real life i think there is uh uh pretty pretty little little did they know at the time that it would turn out to be uh, (laughs) pretty all too true (laughs) yeah yeah so the blue meanies are attacking oh let's hear a little bit of this uh blue meanies score from uh, George Martin, here's March of the Meanies. little example of the uh march of the meanies what do you think of the uh, george martin score dave i think it's really dramatic and fits the movie very well uh like that particular example sounds a lot like the kind of fighting music that you might hear in uh, john williams score or something like a like a star wars or something yeah. like that it's very very yeah. similar uh, lots of brass and colorful orchestration and little hint of right of spring yes maybe. right stravinsky and or yeah bartok something like that yeah. uh, so it's 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 pretty pretty good i think you wouldn't although nobody listens to the george martin soundtrack <laughs> soundtrack probably very much you couldn't have the movie without it because it would be just very just talking and then beatles songs so it does add a lot i think 
Well, we get that score, a couple examples of that score, and then we finally get a Beatles song, which is uh, we uh, Yellow Submarine. Oh, as Old Fred. <laughs> Your favorite character, Old Fred. My favorite Fred. character in the movie, Old Fred. He's running away from the meanies. He, he, he uh, comes across a, a uh, particularly bullheaded <laughs> string quartet who won't stop playing uh, yeah. a runaway. Uh, particularly the Lord Mayor, really old Lord Mayor, who hilariously calls old Fred young Fred. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's very crotchety. Oh, he's so crotchety. Oh, I think that there's a blue meanies. Wow. <laughs> Dave's Dave's on this. This is going on your reel for auditioning for voice acting work. (laughs) Pretty good. People didn't realize I was actually in the movie (laughs) before I was born. Uh, So anyway, Lord Mayor points up, and Old Fred. They just conveniently have a yellow submarine there. (laughs) That's not explained at all. Old Fred gets in the Yellow Submarine, then uh, through the credits we get the song Yellow Submarine, which you heard at the top of the show. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody knows that one. Uh, and then, uh, before we see the Yellow Submarine again, as as the movie starts, we're introduced to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very dank, black and depressing white. black and white Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And we get the one of the amazing things in all of the film, which is the Eleanor Rigby's. Uh, sequence. So, uh, what do you think of this Eleanor Rigby with that music? It's really haunting, and it's unique in its uh, animation techniques. It's it's not quite as wooden as some of the other characters. It seems a little more fluid, uh, but uh, you get a very yeah. depressing kind of view of Liverpool. It's very haunting. And what's funny is when they go into any of these musical sequences, they could change up the anim- animation, how the animation works. Mm-hmm. In, in any of them there's a good example later in the film which we'll talk about but but that's that's sort of what you're saying about yeah yeah the animation's sort of different and yeah. uh but it works so well with uh, uh the song mm-hmm. uh and then we come across uh the first beetle we see of course is sad sack ringo <laughs> he, he uses the he's, he's like uh one of the the, oh, he thinks he sees the yellow submarine and goes, "Oh, it must be one of the figments of my me imagination." <laughs> but I don't even have an imagination. Oh, poor Ringo oh, poor again. Ringo. <laughs> and uh, he, he's alone but, again, right? He's just by himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's just—he's like all walking and all alone and sad, and then he goes to home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at home is one big giant place with. A long hallway with a ton of doors. Yeah, that has uh, the Beatles live there all all together, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> as well as other weird things behind other doors, you know. And those are some of the really memorable scenes when I first saw it as a kid. When you would open the door, and then like squares and blocks and all this stuff would come out, and cars, yeah. and, and then they'd go they'd close up right again, real fast, and <laughs> yeah, very very trippy. Yeah, so Fred has followed him. He knocks on the door. Ringo helps uh, helps him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come in, and he's like, "Oh, better find me friends." Uh, so <laughs> he goes into he goes into one thing with a bunch of displays, and he said, "What are what are you doing in here?" Oh, displaying around oh. one of the really <laughs> eye rolling puns in it, uh, but pretty 
funny. And yeah. then there was one one little hilarious thing. He's like gonna pull a le- lever to uh, on uh, the Frankenstein, mm-hmm. right? And then he's like, "Oh, you better not do that." And he's like, "Can't help it, born lever puller." <laughs> and he pulls the. Then of course Frankenstein, for no explainable reason, <laughs> magically turns into John Lennon. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then we get, and then we get George, yeah. uh, George stole the mind. Yeah. That's the line that people like to quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they, they do, uh, they get on the yellow submarine, everybody, they gather up everybody, they get on the yellow submarine. Uh, uh, we get, and, uh, one thing I did like is they kept the, uh, old Fred doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> none of them do. <laughs> so none of them do. So it's like, just. Any anytime there's any question, the rest of the film it's like, oh, just push a few buttons. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they do uh, all together now. They play all together now, and that's the when they're in the seat. Oh, and then they drift. That's just when they're wherever. How how the real world of Liverpool and and Pepperland are connected to. That's not explained. A little unclear. Yeah. How they're floating? Are they floating through air? Is this water? I don't know. No. But but uh, uh, they go. They first one. They 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 approach all of these seas. Mm-hmm. They have to go through all these seas to get back to Pepperland. Apparently, uh, first one is Sea of Time, and they're going through the Sea of Time, and they're getting younger. Mm-hmm. Which they're not really getting younger. They're just getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And then they and then they do go they go backwards and now they're getting older and then they get really old and grow all these beards yeah. and then uh, of course Paul can't help himself. It's time for a song. <laughs> and he sings "When I'm 64." What do you think about that sequence? There? It's a good sequence. Also very memorable. Uh, very funny how they when the Beatles become little kids. And are like, I want me mommy, and uh, <laughs> and then when they then I forget who it is, Ringo or John turns the cl- jumps on the clock, gets on the on the the oh that's right they spin the clock spin to, the clock to go, yeah or, maybe let's just turn the clock yeah it's they turn not the, the clock hands <laughs> and then and then uh, then they become really old and very exaggerated with the their hair going down to the floor <laughs> and up to the ceiling so it's yeah. a good scene that's pretty funny and a good chance to get. To sneak when I'm 64 in there. Yeah. Then they get into the sea of science. This is one of my, uh, if you're uh, in uh, one of the states where they've passed some recreational marijuana use, (laughs) uh, this might be a good scene for you to watch. Uh, It's the sea of science and this tune, which will play a George Harrison tune Mm -hmm. called Only a Northern Song. Not quite right But 
This is one of the first songs in the, the movie that really stands out to me because uh, and, and in the, the movie theater, it was particularly vivid in its sound. Uh, you could hear all of the bleeding trumpets from Paul and Mal Evans, and uh, it, it just sounded terrific with the surround sound in the theater. And it, this is, you know, everyone knows uh, only in Northern Songs, a George tune uh, was a reject from Sgt. Pepper, but in this context, it works really well, and if the animation, everything that goes with it, fits. So it's, I think it's a good, good repurposing of a song that was kind of thrown away. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching that scene. Uh, uh, what uh, was actually one of my favorites, just with the music and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then they they get out of the sea of science that they're not there that long. They get into the sea of monsters where there's all kinds of nonsense happening and all kinds of weird monsters. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, here's another uh, parallel to real life, something that would happen very soon, probably at the same time that this was being filmed or shortly thereafter, they lose Ringo. Oh. Ringo leaves, and mm. then they have to get him back into the group. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like uh, the White Album sessions there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, these monsters are hopping around. There's a, a weird thing with uh, cowboys and Indians that doesn't age that great. Uh, <laughs> and the cavalry, the, uh, yeah, they've got a U.S. cavalry on the, on the yellow submarine. <laughs> why, why, why did they need to go get the Beatles when they could have just sent the cavalry in to uh, exactly, exactly. beat up the meanies, by the way. I don't know. Uh, but uh, the vacuum cleaner beast... I like that one. <laughs> ...ends up sucking the entire Sea of Monsters up. Yeah. And that, including the Beatles and himself, and that puts everybody in the Sea of Nothing. The, the Yellow Submarine reappears, and everything's Somehow, fine. yeah. Somehow. <laughs> Nobody else reappears. No. no. Uh, but here... In the sea of nothing. Oh yes. We, we meet we meet somebody. Jeremy Hillary Boob Foot. Yes. Which is PhD. Which is yes. <laughs> fun. So one well, definitely one fun. of the one of the most memorable characters in the whole movie. And Jeremy's whole well, he's he's brought in after they talk to him and meet him, his whole shtick is is rhyming and writing these kind of limericks. Da 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 da. Yeah, let's hear a little clip of Jeremy Hillary Boob. I must complete my bust. Two novels, finish my blueprints, begin my begee. Hey, Jeremy, most of you always talk in rhyme. If I spoke prose, you'd all find out I don't know what I talk about. Ad hoc, ad lock, and quid pro quo. So little time, so much to know. Hey, fellas, look. The footnotes for my 19th book. This is my standard procedure for doing it. And while I compose it, I'm also reviewing it. A boob for all seasons. How can he lose? 
Will you notice his good? It's my policy never to read my reviews. There must be a word for what he is. Yeah, and if uh, he uh, he's presented as kind of a a little bit of a uh, freaky or like kind of a, a unusual person. Uh, but I will say he's very prolific. He's writing his nineteenth book. That's a that's a lot of books. <laughs> well, well, uh, the thing is, he's in nowhere, and as a writer <laughs> who never gets anything done, like me, <laughs> because I've got internet. Because you're somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm somewhere. Maybe I need to go to nowhere yeah. to get something accomplished like he has. Yeah. But still, they, they, they find him uh, to be a slightly pitying uh, yeah. uh, creature enough to sing Nowhere Man to him in a, in a pretty pretty good uh, rendition of that. Uh, and then they, they like him. So they yeah. are like, you know what? Let's take him with. Let's take it with. So then uh, they go to the uh, foothills of the headlands. He, uh, Jeremy and the Beatles get separated actually from old Fred. And they, and uh, here in the foothills of the headlands, uh, which I, I don't even understand where that is. No. They sing a, 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 an extraordinarily colorful sequence, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And this is where once again uh, uh, the animation changes like drastically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's it's more uh, uh, John's character is looks the same, but all the other images you see, like you see dancers dancing around, or you see a a girl on a horse kind of like spinning around, and and it's all like different different types of more more like paintings or yeah, something, yeah. Images, so I, I thought those that that was uh, pretty good. And then they get to the sea of holes. the The sea of holes sequence is pretty cool. Once again, pretty fun if you're uh, really really stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also uh, very memorable because of uh, Ringo in particular, because he uh, gets a hole in his pocket, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess one of the blue meanies shows up out of nowhere, <laughs> and and. I don't know how the blue meanie got there isn't explained. <laughs> and kidnaps Jeremy. Why they want to kidnap Jeremy too? They who they don't know. I don't no. know. <laughs> but uh, uh, they get into a, one of the holes, and then Ringo picks up that hole and just puts it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He's got a hole. Got a hole in my pocket. Yes. And then, and that's a uh, color. That's uh, a pretty memorable sequence as well. With people keep popping up and down from the. Uh, yeah. In the, yeah, into the out of the holes and back in, and again they're dancing around, kind of like whack a mole, a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah, you know it's it's interesting because you had the sequence earlier with the long hallway, and you had this sort of it had a horizontal kind of back and forth, and then now we got the sea of holes, and there's holes on the bottom and the top, oh, yeah. and you get this vertical back and forth. So it's sort of a parallel yeah, to that yeah. scene before. Uh, very very interesting. But here's my biggest problem with the whole film. There's a green hole. Right? And yeah. it's like, oh, the sea of green must be here. Right? And? And they jump into the sea of green, and then all of a sudden they're just in Pepperland. <laughs> so what happened to the sea of green? Well, the sea of green. Did they, did they try a sea of green and it didn't work? That's, that's... Is Pepperland actually the sea of green? Oh, that's a new theory. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's something actually mentioned in the song. 
you think it would have a little more meaning. Sky of blue, yeah, I was sea like, of green. I was uh, like, ooh, I can't wait to get to the sea of green sequence, and there was nothing. Nope, we're back to Pepperland, where everyone's frozen still. But they, they sing a little. Uh, apparently, the Beatles singing a little <laughs> is what's going to what's gonna heal everybody. Mm-hmm. So they sing a little bit, and uh, Lord Mayor wakes back up, sees them, and he's like, oh, you, you could pass for the originals. And John said, we are the originals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, he's talking about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, who you see playing sort of at the beginning of the film. Yeah. They get frozen pretty pretty much first. And they're they in a, like frozen. a globe, kind of like a like one of those snow globe things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like a just enclosed. And then, yeah, but then singing just gets them up suddenly. Yeah, so they've got to sneak past the Blue Meanies and, and go to... The Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band's house. Those yes. guys live in a house altogether too. Funny, wow. A <laughs> uh, much smaller place, though. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's a clip from the film of them breaking into the <laughs> to the uh, house. It's not very light in here, though, is it? Shh. Keep the noise down. You look what I found. It's the uniforms. Hey, nice bit of gear that. Tell her Grace, I'm Monty. Monty will, won't he? Won't he, though? Monty will. Won't he? Hey. How do I look? Groovy, groovy. Hey. How about me? Hey, hey, it's about seeing lads. We're surrounded. Oh, heck. A million billion meanies. Hey, they're coming this way. Hi! Yep. So, <laughs> as you can tell from that, uh, it's not going to be long before they wake the meanies up by yeah. stepping on a bag bagpipe. <laughs> They're kind of kind of uh, careless. They're clumsy around the place. Yeah. So the blue meanies wake up, and they're not happy to see uh, the beetles there. Yeah. So they're sort of chasing them around, but they start playing Sergeant Pepper's Lowly Arts Club Band the song. Paul on flute for some reason. <laughs> and this wakes up the regular people who've all been frozen. So so there's a lot of a long sequence of people coming back. <laughs> I sort of lost the thread here <laughs> while I was watching. I, I they they go into all you need is love. Mm-hmm. They play uh, that song and then they come across a four-headed bulldog. So that takes us to our our, our next uh, song we're going to play here, which is Hey Bulldog. Talk to me, you can't talk to me, 
Well, it's always good to hear "Hey Bulldog," and that's that was a sequence that was not originally in the, uh, the production that was done in the movie theater back in '68. So uh, when it came out on VHS, I think was the first time you got to see it again, or for you know, kind of first release of it, uh, and. I think it's a memorable scene, especially more so than All You Need Is Love, which I, I felt like the movie was almost over at that point because All You Need Is Love and music to defeat the Blue Meanies. But then, yeah. then we need, oh, no, we still have a couple songs left. We have to, to get in there. So uh, Hey Bulldog is next. And that's a clever scene. I think it works really well. And uh, the way they, they interact with the dog is yeah. pretty interesting. They're really tricking this dog. Yes, it's, yes. it's, it's almost around with it. Yeah. Almost cruel. animal cruelty. It is a little cruel. <laughs> if it wasn't that this was a blue meanie bad guy dog, yeah, <laughs> uh, it would be bad. So Ringo gets Jeremy past a guard somehow. <laughs> I I think they bonk a guard on the head or something. Mm-hmm. Jeremy gets in through, and then Jeremy has uh, a. Uh, up faces the the main blue meanie. He gets in a heap of trouble, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're in trouble, and the main blue meanie's trying to get him, and mm-hmm. Jeremy's being very whimsical, yep, elusive, <laughs> yeah, flippity flap and flippity flew and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> uh, and then casts a spell. He knows all these spells. Yeah. We didn't know that before. <laughs> and he casts a spell and he makes the blue meanies now got flowers all over him. And that's disgusting to the blue meanies. So upset. Runs away. Uh, and then we get uh, this other song, which is another great, another great one here. It's all too much. See your Dave, uh, I, I think it's all too much. It's a great tune, and it sounds fantastic here. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think they should have switched it's all too much and, and all you need is love. And all you need is love because right before the it's all too much, which com- is animated like a real celebration. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah flowery uh, and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
And right before that, the Blue Meanies are defeated, obviously. Mm-hmm. And instead of shunning them or sending them away, uh, the Beatles are kind of like, hey, why don't we all live together? Why don't everybody live together and just be happy and yeah. all that kind of stuff? So they kind of reach out a hand to the Blue Meanies, and the Blue Meanies accept it and uh, are no longer bad guys, which is a great anti-war, summer of love kind of message Mm -hmm. to put out there. But then we get all, it's all too much, which is a little strange. Yeah, yeah. It's all too much for me to take. The love that's shining all around you. It's a little... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it fits. I I don't know. Yeah. It's a a good, again, a good use of uh, a Harrison tune that, again, was not on an album or not... Not uh, one of their big known tunes, but uh, it's used really well in this case. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, a little bit of a weird ending because then it fades, or they kind of fade it out, and then you're presented with the real Beatles, uh, who are are seen as as if they're in the movie theater watching the film. And what do you think of the whole scene when you get the real Beatles? Um, it's just a, it's just a throwaway little ga- <laughs> bit of a gas. And I guess they were, it was supposed to be the real Beatles with some extra animation in the background or something. And then they just flat out ran out of time. Oh, <laughs> which is not a great excuse. No. So, so, but it's all right. And they sing all together now for the second time. Mm-hmm. We had heard it earlier in the film. We'll go out with it because that's a good, yeah. a good tune. Uh, with uh, it's also uh, it's got all the different languages so you see it in many different the, the phrase all together now in many different languages and again exemplifying the whole spirit of you know okay they were bad but now we're all together and everybody's together in peace and love and harmony and it's a yeah. nice sing-along tune that i don't know that you were not at the theater but in at in kansas city everyone in the whole audience was singing uh, at that point, uh-huh. Th- then I, I I was like, okay, well, this is okay. Yeah. Everybody can sing this one. We talk from time to time about certain lamer Paul songs. <laughs> yeah, uh, make for great introduction to children yeah. to the Beatles, and this whole this whole car- cartoon, it's a cartoon. There is a little bit of nonsense violence, which you know, <laughs> pretty much every cartoon's got. That's true. Sort of That's true. Particularly in the '60s, you know, uh, this tune and um, the other "Hey Bulldog," obviously, great for kids. Great kids would mm-hmm. would like this, and I think they'd like colorful sequences yeah. as well. And some of the sillier characters, like Jeremy Boob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, if you had to think, I mean, looking back at the uh, the film as a whole, I think we both give it thumbs up, two thumbs up. Uh, but if you had to say what sequences might be dated or what kind of really seems to show its age, would you? Is there anything in there besides the cowboys and Indians? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that kind of seems a little, little out of out of date? It seems out of date in a way. The uh, the whole thing seems a little out of date. Yeah, but it seems out of date in a way that it really captures a time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Of the the, in fact, it captures such a specific time in the Beatles' history, right. and it captures the Beatles relatively well, even though we don't get a deep dive into any of their characters. 
and they're painted with a broad brush. It's still sort of like they're they're funny, mm -hmm. they're quippy, uh, lots of puns. They're they're in a circumstance where they're fighting uh, uh, big odds, but they seem to be underwhelmed by the whole thing, <laughs> right, right? You know, so which is you know, so I I think I think overall it's uh, is it dated? Yes, but it's still at the same time it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, and that's not the case with some other films of that time where it's just really either it's the dialogue or something just yeah. doesn't work. This one uh, still does hold up pretty well, and we'll watch a live action like spy movie oh, yeah. or or, or uh, some sort of other movie of the of the sixty six to sixty eight yeah. era of, in England, and it'll it'll seem really like. <laughs> You know everybody's hair and yeah, yeah. outfits and everything, exactly. and they're wearing that kind of stuff in, the, in this. But it kind of all works out, yeah. Pretty well. So, so on a on a four star scale, like a typical movie, what do you give Yellow Submarine? Yeah, like well, you got to give it like three and a half stars. Yeah, I mean, I just, would say that too. Even if it's just a, a music video, it's it's great. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, a lot of fun, and not quite. Like if you're ranking them, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's as good as Hard Day's Night. No, no, no. <laughs> By no means. But it's especially good that, given that the Beatles had almost no involvement in uh, the in Yellow Submarine, it's a testament to the writers and producers that they were able to pull off a good movie that, like you say, captures the essence of the Beatles themselves. So yeah. they, they did a good job putting it all together like that. So now. They there there have been a couple other things that came out with this release that I just wanted to mention. One of them is if you, particularly if you go to the Beatles store, <laughs> which you're gonna you be like to frequent. Yeah, I like to frequent. Either you're gonna be inundated with products. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, there's a yellow submarine limited edition box set now. It's a pre-order. Oh, comes out October 10th, and it's limited to. 1968 copies. Oh, how clever. Wow. And you get the Yellow Submarine graphic novel. Now, the graphic novel I want to mention on its own has, has come out, and it's mm -hmm. a good little book to get for the for the kids. Uh, you also get a 6.5-inch Yellow Submarine figurine vinyl, uh, <laughs> 16 Yellow Submarine lobby cards, plus four Yellow Submarine posters based on the original, Five Beatles badges, a replica Yellow Submarine movie premiere ticket, <laughs> and an exclusive art card signed by Bill Morrison, it, in, all in a big box. What do you think that run should do? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, two ninety nine ninety nine. No, it's only one ninety six eighty. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's a relative. Once bargain. again, nineteen sixty eight. Yes, very clever. <laughs> Uh, for the low, low price of six hundred bucks, Dave, <laughs> you can get your yellow submarine turntable. And as I say, I, I'd, I'd put that right next to my five hundred dollar George Harrison turntable. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Of course, there's, there's a bunch of uh, there's that graphic novel we were talking about. You can get that on your own mm -hmm. on its own for thirty bucks. It, that will come out uh, at the end of August, so uh, it looks pretty cool from the. Mm -hmm pictures and there's just a ton of shirts yep 
Okay. Uh, of course, you've got a 50th anniversary edition hardcover book that's uh, 10 bucks. Uh, the uh, Yellow Submarine 50th anniversary 7-inch picture disc with oh, Yellow Submarine <laughs> and Eleanor Rigby on it. And that's for the nice cool price of, what, three ninety nine. That's No, that's sixteen ninety nine. <laughs> oh. Some of these other products are, like, there's a whole bunch of... Of socks, glove socks, blue Chief Blue Meanie and Jeremy socks, Pepperland socks, mm. monster socks, uh, uh, fish socks, uh, all kinds of fish and whales, uh, yellow submarine porthole socks. Those are pretty pretty cool looking. They really went to so. town with all the marketing on those. So, because I think, yeah. if, I mean, of any Beatle movie, this is really the only one that could have so much associated with it, with all the figures and the extra characters and yeah yeah well and that speaks to uh just how great the the animation was and unique it was yes. and the lettering mm-hmm. and the, uh, down to striking. the last detail they did a, a very great job with all this striking thing that almost the merchandise is almost like you could not see the movie and be like oh i want to get this yeah. uh uh cool yellow submarine figurine or whatever because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah. Uh, did you notice, uh, by the way, that the Yellow Submarine, it's got four portals? Where, or, or what do they call it? Uh, yeah, uh, like the... Periscopes? Yeah, yeah. And four, for, so four one windows. For each, four yeah. windows. And, yeah. yeah, so uh, the design, even the design of the Yellow Submarine is like brilliantly thought out to be sort of a... Su- subconsciously, yeah. you know, to be like, oh, the Beatles go in those windows. Right, you know? right. So... Yeah, like uh, the whole whole package together is really well done and well thought out, and yeah, I, I yeah I really enjoyed the movie a lot more this time than I ever have before, and I think it's the combination of the great picture, the great audio, and and seeing a movie in a theater does make a difference because you're not inclined to get up and go to the bathroom or go stop the movie and talk on the phone or text or eat something or i mean you're you're you get your popcorn you get your drink and sit down and watch and you can really focus on the movie so yep. i think that that really at least i felt a very good vibe in the theater that people really seem to enjoy it so well i certainly enjoyed it just uh here watching it on my own yeah we can be reached of course uh on Facebook, we've got our Facebook page. I also wanted to mention some of our other things. We've got a Twitter account, and we post a song of the night pretty much every day, and that is at I've Got a Beatles. There, you can follow me at on Twitter at Chris D Bragg. I post a separate song of the night every night. Uh, I, and uh, what's our uh, email address, Dave? You can email us anytime at. I've got a Beatles podcast at hotmail.com, and I do uh, respond to those uh, as quickly as I can, so uh, you will get a response. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, very good, very good. So, we've got a lot of great other other episodes coming up. Dave, Dave is back, back in yes. the U.S. of A. I am back, yes. Unfortunately, in some ways, but other ways, <laughs> uh, it is it's good to be back here. Uh, and it's going to be a very busy end of the summer and into the fall uh, because we've got, well, at least we, we certainly know about the Paul McCartney album coming out, the Egypt Station on September 7th. Yep. We are, have heard rumors about 
the uh, reissues of Red Rose Speedway and Wildlife. And we, That's right. We also have somewhat confirmed White Album Deluxe box set as well, which uh, Paul has alluded to. And I still, I'm still a little bit uh, until I see it. On... <laughs> Why do you think it's not going to happen? <laughs> no, I know it's going to happen now. I know. <laughs> but we've got that to look forward to. You, you won't admit to uh, any other future things no, coming out. No, that's it. Like, that's it. That's it. This that's is going to be the grand finale. This is it. <laughs> but it should be exciting. So uh, we're going to have a yeah. lot to talk about this fall and as well as some other uh, uh, fun episodes we have planned uh, to talk about in the near future. So very good right. to be back doing this and hope you uh, get a chance to see Yellow Submarine. I know it was extended in some theaters. and uh, you Yeah, can they're having it. another another showing here at the Music Box uh, yeah. uh, coming up. So uh, check your local listings. Exactly, that's, exactly. That's the way to say it. Because <laughs> it's done very successfully yeah. uh, th- throughout the nation uh, where they've shown it. So yeah. unsurprisingly. Exactly. So, well, thanks so much for listening. And what are we going to go out with today? Oh, well, we got to go out with All Together Now. One, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love you. A, B, C, D. Can I bring my friend to tea? E-F-G-H-I-J I love you Boom, 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 boom Sail the ship Boom, boom, boom Chop the tree Boom, boom, boom Skip the rope Boom, boom, boom Look at me All together now 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 Black, white, green, red can I take my friend to bed? Pink, brown, yellow, orange, and blue. I love you. All together now. 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 All together now.